Hello everyone and welcome back to James Cameron's Titanic scene by scene. I'm Brittany Butler. I'm Ethan Brim. And now we are moving on to a cold breakfast. And I am using now the titles from the Blu-ray scene selection because I'm telling you, the scene selection on the original DVD is just getting out of hand. There are 15-minute scenes that are that include like four scenes that are titled one scene. And so I don't really want to do part ones and part twos and part threes of like one title that doesn't really encompass the actual scene we're talking about, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's like, so right now this scene would be called They've Got You Trapped. Which doesn't happen until like the very end of like the fourth scene in in this chunk. Yeah. So I said, okay, the Blu-ray DVD chopped this up at least. So we do have some different titles now for uh, these next few scenes coming up, and I feel like this is probably going to be a trend moving on because this movie's just too dang long. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty long. And the you know the scene selections are it, it's crazy. So yes, so on the Blu-ray, this is called a cold breakfast and. Uh, this transitions, of course, from the third class party into Rose having breakfast with Cal the next day. So before we jump into it, I got a YouTube comment that I want to read that is directly related to this scene and literally will transition straight into what we're talking about right away. So this person, uh, Cliff, we I think we've read a comment or two from him before. He said, about Cal and Rose being intimate previous to the voyage, I'm glad you mentioned that deleted scene. He's referring to the scene I mentioned way back um, where he said that he'll still be the first oh, yeah. when they crawl into the sheets. The first and only forever. And uh, it was like, I, that's how he says it. I know. When you do the Cal impression, it makes him seem even more like slimy. <laughs> first and only forever. Forever. Uh, forever. And, uh... <laughs> but, yeah, but in that deleted scene, I also meant to mention, that was a long time ago, so I figured I'd, br- I'd bring it up again now, mm. Rose is very closed off physically with him in that scene, though. He's coming up behind her and, like, hugging her and, like, trying to kiss her, and then she literally is just, like, so stiff, and then she goes... Yeah. And just, like, kisses his cheek, like, really, really, really fast, like, I really don't want to do this, but I'm doing it, you know? Yeah. And she's, like, putting on this fake smile, and she just looks very uncomfortable with him. So now, continuing what this person said, they said, the later line, which is from this scene now, I was hoping you would come to me last night, to which Rose replies, I was tired. Then Cal says, your exertions below deck were no doubt exhausting. Uh, that always made me think that they have already had sex before and Cal is expecting a little something on the voyage, but Rose has been distant lately and has stopped sleeping with him, question mark. Maybe you can talk more about this when you get to that scene. Thanks. Enjoying your podcast a lot. Um, yes. So that was, of course, that's exactly how the scene starts. So, yeah. you know, yeah. So they're having tea and everything and it's real awkward, real quiet. And he says, you know, I had hoped you would come to me last night. And then I was tired. But when he said that, this is why when we first started talking about the debate about whether or not they had been intimate or whatever. Yeah. And this is actually the line that makes me think they weren't. I know this is the line that makes people think, no, they were. And he's like, yeah, why aren't we doing this again? But to me, this line, I can think of it as, why won't you do this with me? I've been hoping. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, he's been asking, and she keeps saying no. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, sure. Yeah. And like making excuses now. Now it was I was yeah, tired. Yeah. It was, you know, and you know, judging from, you know, her being really uncomfortable with wanting to kiss him there at the other deleted scene and just obviously from everything we've seen. Yeah, for some reason I think you could I mean obviously you could take it either way, but I don't know. It it just seems like he's really trying to make this happen and she just won't let it happen. Or maybe he just wanted to make out. <laughs> I know, right? But still. I just want to make out last night. <laughs> I was hoping that we could make out last night. <laughs> 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 yeah, but but you know, and so um yeah, the way he said I had hoped. Like it seems like he's had this hope that she's not Yeah. I didn't really I guess I didn't really get that from it. But I mean, not that I didn't get it. I didn't really think about it either way, I guess. But mm-hmm. maybe he just wanted to, like, talk and, like, yeah, you know, check in. Maybe he just expected her to, like, check in before she went to bed or something. But, I mean, I think it's implied. But then she said I was tired. I don't know yet. But, yeah. And then it's also in the scene, he starts to get very controlling. And, you know, she says, I see you had that undertaker of a manservant follow me. How typical. Yeah. Her phrasing. <laughs> And then, you know, you are not to behave like that again, Rose, you understand? And, you know, her saying, I'm not a... uh, Again with the accent. I'm not a foreman in one of your mills that you can command. I'm your fiancé. She has such a, like, straightforward American accent. Yes, yep. It's, like, very, like, no... It doesn't swing one left or right. Well, when when she's doing it dead on, Well, yeah, when she's doing that, yeah. I'm your fiancé. I'm your (laughs) fiancé. Yep. Like, to, like a Disney princess or something. And then, of course, my fiance, my fiance, you know, flipping the table. And there's been like conflicting information about whether or not him flipping the table was an improv. Um, okay. Because apparently I've heard a lot of people say that it was. And then Kate's reaction was genuine. Like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. But in the script, it says that he at least throws the china off the table. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know if, the, you know, he took the table to another level or what. Yeah, um, I feel like he would. Yeah, I feel like that isn't that because that's an easy impact oh, yeah, yeah, too, yeah. especially if you're in getting in the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He says, I don't know if he has said it at this point. He says, what your wife in practice, if not by law. Yes, that was the next thing I was going to say. What does he say. mean by that? Yeah, exactly. So he says, you are my wife by practice, if not yet by law. So you will honor me. Yeah, like, so, but they're not married yet. So why would he say that? Well, I don't know. Maybe just because they're engaged. And so he's like, yeah, like, you are going to be my wife. So you, you're my wife by practice right now. Like, you have to act the way a wife will act. Yeah. And so that's why I think when he said, you know, I had hoped you would come to me, he's being like, yeah, you're, you are supposed to be doing this with me. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is part of the practice of being my wife, even huh. though we're not married, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know if they're like hinting that like they secretly eloped or something weird. Nah, I don't think so. I think it was just like, like, girl, we're going to be married. So like, you better get to practicing. Like, this is, this is how you <laughs> oh got to be. You know, that's crazy. Seriously, and so he's ex- he's expecting things of her. Yeah, and obviously she is not complying. Um, and so in that case, you know, I've seen people say, "Well, I can see where Cal is coming from. Like, if your fiance was out dancing with some guy all night and didn't come to you, and and now she's saying like you can't control me, and you know all this stuff, you know, a, a man of his era, yeah. would be like, what the hell, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but at the same time, like they're not. If they were married, it's one thing. Yeah, but at this point, it's like she's obviously acquiescent about being engaged to him in the first place Mm -hmm. so you know i mean it's not like her behavior is 
out of the blue. Like, if he had any awareness, he would see this coming. Yeah. And there's a blurb from uh, Billy Zane and James Cameron in this book. Um, It says... Cal is obsessed with proper appearances. He never allows himself to lose control for very long, but when he does, it's explosive. And that's what James Cameron said. And then Billy Zane says, every decision Cal makes is with the intent to mind the approval of his social set. He could benefit from a loving relationship based on communication and respect, but he's been brought up his whole life to believe that such things are not that important. He's the product of bad programming, and we witness it short-circuiting pretty violently. Yeah, I think the product of bad programming. I just think it's interesting, right? Because, yeah, it's like, he, yeah, he could benefit from a nice and loving relationship, but it's just like that that he just it's almost like he's hardwired to not have that yeah because of how much how much control he wants like you can't have a balanced loving relationship based on all these wonderful things when you're trying so hard to be in control you know yeah no of course and that's i mean that's the age-old uh motto i guess but who said that billy's in mm-hmm yeah he's given sympathy to his character which i think you're supposed to do anyway yeah. if you're acting um, mm-hmm. but I mean, yeah, I mean, I think every, any character, unless they're like downright evil, I mean, you have sympathy for any character if you really think about it. I mean, even I was going to say even, um, Rose's mom, like to some degree, I understand where she's coming from. Oh yeah. Like, especially like in this next little sequence, but we'll mm-hmm. get, to, we'll get there. But yeah, I just think it's interesting because, you know, people always say, about how, you know, Cal wasn't that bad. He was just upset, like anybody would be. He was just upset. It's like, okay, but it's like, we've seen him resort to violence more than once in this movie to deal with how he's feeling about it. And so I feel like that shows his true colors to a degree. You know what I mean? Like if someone has to resort to physical violence... Um, you know, we see him slap her later. Yeah, we see him, you know, really trying to grab her and control her. He tries yeah. to shoot at them. Like, all oh, this yeah, stuff. It's like, it's like clearly he has a streak where, you know, do we want Rose to be with a guy who's clearly capable of, of lashing out like this, you know? It's tough because we don't see really any moments between the two of them that shows that they're happy. It, it, yeah. it, we don't even see that Cal's happy with her. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's even if you are going to sympathize with Cal, he doesn't seem like he he's happy Yeah. either. Because if he was, he wouldn't treat her like that, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. In the first place. So yeah. I think that it's not, yeah, we don't ever see any good moment, nice moments between the two of them. Yeah, but that goes back, I think, to... Um, the bad programming that he he's not happy because he doesn't know how to be happy. Yeah. Because he puts his happiness in all the stuff he needs to have control over. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's crazy. It's, uh, there's some religious undertones to that, I think, too, but, like, if you, if you look, I mean, obviously, like, they go to mass in the next thing, too, so I think that's Mm -hmm. to show something subliminally maybe but um yeah yeah so of course he tells her you know you will honor me you will honor me the way a wife is required to honor a husband because i will not be made a fool is that in any way unclear no (laughs) you know and so and he leaves and first of all you know trudy was standing there this whole time and that just also goes to show how little he thinks of 
Trudy because it's like, oh, who cares care. if she heard yeah. this? Yeah. It's like, it's like, she's just the maid. You know, who's she going to tell? Like, who cares? Yeah. Like, and, yeah. and it's just like, and it's just the fact that, you know, it's like, this is, you just acted this way in front of another person. No discretion or shame or anything. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. someone was wo- legit watching that and you didn't care. And also because of her s- social status, he's like, eh, it doesn't matter if I do this in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Any other person would be like, you don't want to act like that in front of anybody. You don't want to act like that, period. Yeah, of course. You know? Yeah. He's so confident in his flaws. Like, he's he doesn't see them as flaws. He sees them as strengths or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. And so, of course, he leaves, and Rose is obviously mortified and upset. And because, you know, because she cares about Trudy, you know, she's like, oh my God, you just saw that. Like, this is like so, like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just, and of course, coming from her as like a woman, she's probably like, oh my God, I can't believe someone else just witnessed this like all this stuff is supposed to be hush hush mm-hmm. anything wrong like that shouldn't be known um trudy being understanding in that way you know rose trying to be like let me help you like oh we just had a little accident you know it's like oh it's so sad it's like yes miss i just saw the whole thing like it's like you know it's like it's, it's, it's like it's okay miss it's okay it's sad and she ob- and she can't like breathe either because you know she has like a corset, corset on probably yeah. under there, you know. And so Come she on. like collapses a little bit because she can't even breathe and she's like hyperventilating over this situation. And yeah, yeah. So that's that. And then it continues into another small bit with Ruth and uh, Rose in the suite uh, getting dressed. And first it's Trudy doing up Rose's corset, and then Ruth walks in. Trudy <laughs> just immediately she's like okay she leaves um and then you know Ruth takes over lacing up uh Rose's cor- uh, corset and I think it's interesting because originally it was supposed to be Rose tying up Ruth like tying up Ruth's corset and it's like, okay. it, like it just it makes all the sense in the world to have it be the other way around yeah, yeah. but for some reason originally it wasn't and it was maybe supposed to be like Rose taking out her anger on the mother, maybe, uh-huh. in in doing it. I don't know. Yeah, I, that's the only other way I can think of it. But of course, it's more symbolic to have the mother literally tying up Rose. Yeah, you know, um, it was probably just random. Like he just was like, "Oh, she's tying up her mother," and that was it. And then he probably yeah. realized that it was more effective the other way. I mean, that's what it says in all yeah, the yeah. blurbs. Uh, but yeah, it's just yeah. Just I don't I, I just, just I, that would never even have come to me to think yeah let's have Rose yeah it's weird <laughs> like you know tying up her mother's corset just weird this scene basically yeah is what gives a little bit more dimension to Ruth as a character and you kind of understand where she's coming from and I do I get it right you know she explains yeah uh, of course she apparently tells Rose this all the time mm. that they don't have money anymore and blah 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 and that you know they have to try to get in good with the Hockleys I guess happens to be the family she picked or you know just for the sake of maintaining their social status you know making sure they have money um, because uh, Rose's father has died and left them with a bunch of debt hidden underneath the good name that they had, and now that name is the only thing they have. And this is actually a scene that flies under the radar for a lot of people. A lot of people yeah. forget that Rose was actually poor, basically. Yeah. <laughs> or just in debt. And and in a way, she can see it as like, my destiny was to be kind of third class anyway, obviously, because I was left all this debt, so... yeah. I could have ended up with someone like Jack mm-hmm. if I wasn't controlled by my mom or 
or whoever, she could have just ended up with someone like Jack. So why not? Maybe that's why. I, I mean, I was gonna say. I mean, th- I mean, we're talking two scenes ahead here. She says she ends up saying like, you know, she changes her mind or whatever. But mm-hmm. maybe this was the point that made her change her mind. Like, well, maybe that's one of the things she thought about. Like, I would have been poor anyway. So why not just yeah go ahead? I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Like everything about the Titanic for Rose was her way out of this yeah. life. Like that's why she holds it in such a special place. You know, her being separated from her family in the end, her family just has to deal with it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, for It's real. like them trying to control her. It's like, well, what can you do, people? The ship sank. She might have died. You got you got to deal with it. Like, yeah. And so it was her way out of, I mean, that was really the only way she could have gotten yeah. away, honestly. And, and that's kind of where I say, like, talking about not having control, like you talk about Cal always having to be in control and he gets upset when he can't control something where Rose is like she doesn't have control and she wants just a little bit of say in how her life goes, you know, like that free Mm -hmm. will. Um, Mm -hmm. But then at the end of the day, the boat sinks, right? And ship. The ship sinks. I told you I was going to do it again. (laughs) And the ship sinks and like no no one has control. That's up to, you know, exactly the guy upstairs. Like he's like, the ship's Mm -hmm. sinking. Like I'm, I'm letting it happen. So, oh my god! Yeah, I like the way you said that. It's like Cal wants control. Rose just wants a little bit of control over <laughs> her life. But the ship's sinking, and then no one yeah, has exactly. control. Like, you know? It, like, yeah, it's you might as well just. And that's kind of where um, Jack comes in. He's like, I don't have any control, and I'm fine with it. Like I'm just going mm-hmm. where the wind blows me, and you know. And even like at the end when he's dying, he's like, he doesn't have regret in his eyes no like rose Mm -hmm. is more sad about it obviously because he knows he made it count yeah he made it count and he made uh and he met somebody who changed his life and he had the best however many days of his life were the last few days of his life Mm -hmm. it just kind of like speaks to control and like the whole thing is like not even god could sink this ship and Mm-hmm. then it sinks, right? It's like, yeah. no one, as hard as anybody tries to control this stuff, like, at the end of the day, you just have to let life happen. Mm. Not worry about controlling it. Yeah. And I think that's, like, the biggest, one of the biggest messages from this movie as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, after Ruth is trying to explain all of this again, and then she says, it is a fine match with Hockley. It'll ensure our survival. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't understand you. She doesn't understand why Rose just isn't just like, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like because, you know, it's a fine match with Hockley, sure, but not for love, not for yeah. happiness. It's, yeah, it's a sel- yeah, for selfish reasons. Yeah. yeah, it's literally just for financial status and social status reasons. And Rose is not about that yeah. life. She she doesn't care. It's basically the whole well being of the family mm-hmm. and the family name that Ro- that you know Ruth is putting on her. And she says, you know, how can you put this on my shoulders? And then she's like, why are you being so selfish? And then I'm being selfish. And then it's interesting because when you think about it, I wrote down. I said. Is Rose being selfish for wanting control over her own life? And is Ruth being selfish by forcing her daughter into a most likely would probably end up being an unhealthy and abusive relationship Mm -hmm. to maintain her financial and social status? It's all she's known. That's what I'm saying. Like, she's just following the rules of the game that she was born into. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't know anything else. She's just, that's why I say you you can empathize with her. 
in a sense like yeah especially this scene like this exact moment you understand that she was you know the wife of a rich guy and he's dead and he made a bunch of bad decisions and now they're gonna be poor if if rose doesn't do something about it and i'm sure she was the same way when she grew up it was you know marry somebody so you don't have to worry about finances marry someone with a good job and like right over the 20th century that uh culture kind of shifted in america especially where you know mm-hmm. people were you know women had more independence uh and they were realizing that they can pick who they want to marry and yeah it can be because they love them and not because like to yeah ensure finances not because it was pre-arranged or had all these other conditions attached to it and realizing that they can be happier even if they might be poorer they can be happier mm-hmm. if they're if they actually are happy mm-hmm. um, and i don't think it's rose that she needs control necessarily i think she just doesn't want to be controlled by someone else yeah i think she's fine just letting fate happen oh yeah but i think the problem is no one else in her life wants her to let fate happen and that's the problem yeah yeah right they force her to stick to these things that intervene with fate exactly. in a way yeah exactly. you know what i mean that get in the way of allowing fate yeah. to happen it's like no forget that you're not going on the on the free you know road less traveled path yeah. you're going on this path that we know works this is how everything will turn out if you go down this road like this road is safe it's like i did it your grandmother did it your great grandmother exactly did it. Yeah. exactly yeah. And she's like, and that's not having control, quote unquote. Yeah. You know, she just she just wants the opportunity to have any sort of say other options. And yeah, stuff. exactly. Yeah. And so it's like, is she selfish for that? No. Yeah. That's how you should live your life is. I mean, obviously, there's certain standards that even like Jack abides by to some degree. But mm-hmm. you, to have somebody else telling you who you should marry though i mean oh yeah yeah that's, that's the rest of your life yeah like people don't think about that like it is the rest of your life that affects your children and like how they grow up if you see mom and dad don't love each other then you're marrying somebody for the wrong reasons like mm-hmm. yeah that's not selfish that's just being ahead of wherever where society kind of was at that point in time yeah, but you know, I don't. Yeah, I don't think she's selfish for that, and I feel like a lot of people love to just easily point the finger and say Rose is so selfish. Like it's not that difficult. Like just blah blah blah. Just go be rich and be happy. And I'm like, yeah. I hate that. Go be rich and be happy. It's like, um, that doesn't always go hand in hand, people, as they're clearly trying to show us. Yeah, the whole movie. God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, like, like I said, I feel like a lot of people dislike the movie and dislike a lot of the characters for reasons they're not even yeah. thinking through. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. She's not asking her to marry somebody to save their life. She's asking them to yeah. marry them just so they could be rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And keep their status yeah, and exactly. not. And she and so she won't have to be a seamstress. Yeah. And, you know. All so this, she doesn't have to work. Know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I love that. Do you want to see me as a seamstress? And so then, you know, it basically ends with uh, Rose saying it's so unfair. And then Ruth says, of course it's unfair. We're women. Our choices are never easy. Yeah. Yeah. Truth, though, you know, especially back then. Truth, Ruth. I mean, truth, Ruth. (laughs) Hashtag. Yeah, especially in 1912. Yeah. And I think it's in that moment that you do start to really empathize with Ruth because you realize, well, she's just been making the choices she's supposed to make as a woman like you know 
But but it is interesting the way she says our choices are never easy because they don't really have many choices. Yeah. I mean, women couldn't even vote then, I don't think, right? No. Yeah, I think that was the 20s. Men's opinions are the only ones that matter. God, it's just so crazy. And how that's not that long ago. Yeah, 100 years. When you think about it. I mean, yeah, it's going to be 100 years, yeah. Yeah. But that's not that long. No. That's a lifetime for someone. Yeah, yeah, two lifetimes maybe. But yeah, I do like the way Ruth uses the word choices because a lot of this movie is based on choices. Like, the whole movie... Like so many things, especially when the ship starts sinking, it's all about choices. Yeah, you gotta think fast. Everyone's choices dictates how they end up, like how this all mm-hmm. turns out for them, and yeah. you know how what choices would you make, and um, you know just things like that. So yeah, just like putting the word choices in there, I'm just like, yep. You know, by saying our choices are never easy, it's like yeah, Rose has some choices to make. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and we and we see her needing to make them. So yeah. Yeah, so I mean, if unless there's anything else you want to say about this. I think that's it. All right. So that's everything for a cold breakfast. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting, we're getting there. Yeah. Things are happening. Things are happening. Yes. Not that they haven't already, but they are. Yeah, they're getting more happening. So thank you guys so much for listening. Follow us on all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr. Leave us a voicemail via Anchor, please. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, of course, uh, send us an email, titanicscenebyscene at gmail.com. And yeah, that should be about it. So we'll see you guys in the next scene. See ya.